0: overtime and not just overtime overtime victory baby you feel me what a game play that song turn it up it is friday i know if this this episode comes out on a friday this week but we're still blasting that song baby because we're still enjoying that overtime victory what you got to say
1: those sons of bitches i was this close to <laughs> retreating to being mathematically eliminated from the playoffs and they reel us right back in it with one of the greatest wins of all time. Did you know in NFL Tom, history,
0: in Tom Brady's career, which is approaching forty-five years now, he was two eighteen and zero when having a seven-point or greater lead with two minutes left in the game. So you're now saying, he's two eighteen and one. You're saying two hundred and eighteen wins to no losses. Correct. When when he has a lead of seven or more points with two minutes or or two minutes left in the football game. Can you imagine now? Now, obviously, that's one of four billion stats he has. But like, you know, someday when he's like 80 and that's, you know, somehow that stat just pops up randomly on a game he's watching on ESPN. He has to think back to, wow, of all the teams and franchises in the world. That one is against the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome back to the Dogs of War podcast, number one Browns podcast in the world. You got Kevin. And Raleigh. And if you listen listening to this day, it comes out. It is Friday, December 2nd. Happy uh, December. Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Holidays are here. Speaking of holidays, we're going to keep celebrating this overtime victory from last weekend against Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. Hey, man, we won 23 to 17, and we had no quit.
1: Um. Oh, yeah. Also, for the record, I did know that that was a stat because somebody posted it, like ESPN or whatever, and I think I made like a meme kind of playing on it, but more importantly, the whole time I thought that is the most Mm -hmm. anti-Brown stat of all time. Normally, we are on the receiving end. This franchise is on the receiving end of these absurd stats Mm -hmm. that result in us being like the butt of the joke, and now it's like, oh. Actually, that one time at the very end of Tom Brady's career when that stat was ruined, it was done by the Browns. Like what a magical thing. Is that I I don't want to jinx any omens? I've become so jaded and paranoid about superstitions, which I'm mm-hmm. like I should probably see us shrink for like that reason alone. I got a I couple think. great ones here in Chicago I can recommend. But holy dude, we, we were kind of talking about this earlier. I'm a little bit ashamed of myself for how jaded i was watching that game i wasn't even excited when the browns scored on the no i was excited for schwartz the kid needed that and you know you fist bump yep. whenever they score and but i'm like well it was the first drive and i saw a stat i'm sure we all have where it said the browns are oh and seven or something whenever they score the first drive on the they score the first
0: yeah drive this year we, and i'm we're like, following
1: yeah and i'm like okay that's uh so that's you know Another one, <laughs> another one coming, and they're losing the whole game, and they're also losing the entire game to Tom Brady. And you're like, okay, they're not quitting, but I'm just watching this with like no hope. And then somehow they score on that last drive, and I just Nijoku scores,
0: and you scream. I like, mean that catch! That- holy smokes, and God above that! Was incredible with his left hand, too. His left hand, and, and one of the best hope, catches I've ever seen in my life. Uh,
1: how could that not be like the best catch in franchise history?
0: Oh, I'm not gonna say it's not, I'm just talking about in just all the football I've watched in my life, and that that's up there. That
1: no, it's certainly up there. People are like, Oh, well, there's better ones by hey, Justin way to Devers, step up. No.
0: You know, people were talking, us included, about is he going to live up to this contract? Is he finally going to have that year? hats off sir i mean sure. right um do you remember the one time we met him um <laughs> and i went start. up to him as just a joke and i said "On the a, a joke on a joke on the joke yes it was a bad njoku i said hey man you know you're one of my favorite players and i said this dead serious to him hey man you're one of my favorite players because i like that we have pretty much identical physiques like builds and i said "There, no i just said they're staring he, at him. Dead. He laughed his he, ass off. He looked her looked off for a second. He laughed me out of the room. Like he is, I don't think, and I'm, it might've been one of the hardest he's ever laughed in his life. Not because I'm funny, but because I'm funny looking when I'm saying that I have a similar physique. To Kevin, you're
1: both funny looking and intentionally funny. He thought it was funny as hell.
0: Oh no, he, yo, he was, he understood that I was joking, but it took him a second to be like, is this fucking kid serious? Oh wait, no, thank God. Because Look at this kid. Anyway, so that's a worthless story that you all now get to enjoy. and know you can't have those 15 seconds of your life back. But the Browns came out victorious against Tom Brady. Once again, one of those games where you're just like, of all the games, of course, we're going to beat Tom Brady in overtime this season of all seasons. And that's just how the Browns' luck works, man. These okay. things come out of nowhere, and you get even more pissed because you know how good they can be. Objectively, did you actually have fun that entire game? Uh no yes and no when we got to overtime that was a victory right there for me because these guys didn't just give up and say fuck it they pushed and pushed and they got into overtime And right there I was like this is we can build off of this alone because I know we're going against Goliath over there and Tom Brady but so no I guess not in the moment per se when we got to overtime I was a lot happier and a lot less stressed but I took that as a victory right there. The fact that we won the fucking game was 20 times better.
1: Could not agree more with most of that. But, dude, I am, again, I'm like, is it just me? Is it the rest of the fan base is thinking this? I am, like, ashamed of how jaded I was watching that because after witnessing one of the greatest catches I've ever witnessed, we've ever witnessed with Najoku grabbing that on fourth down with no time on the clock or 30 seconds left on the clock. Again, hats off to Jacoby, but... I went from being just jacked up, fired up to thinking now they need to go for two. They have to go for two. You are not going to beat Brady in overtime. Go for two. They didn't go for two. I was like swearing again. And then Brady wins the toin- the coin toss. And I'm like, well, that was a good run, but we still fell short. And then they got to stop. And I'm like, oh, my God, they might do this. And then they stopped us. And I'm like, oh, well. Yeah, that would happen to this team. And then they got another stop. Like, dude, they stopped Brady twice. I don't think –
0: I think – and I'm going to be maybe off by a couple here, but I think the last eight possessions of that game for Tampa were punts, including overtime. Something crazy like that. Um, Real quick, speaking of going for two points, I am not trying to – it's his first year. He's a rookie. We got some time. I'm not worried about him right now. What the hell was that kick? (laughs) by kdr oh dude and went further that went further left
1: than it went forward yeah just uh so everyone's still following we are going back to the first quarter now or our first half anyway um that i haven't like that's gonna be the worst kick i've ever seen in my life no have you looked at have you looked up replays for it i haven't
0: i have been i forget the the former punter our former place kicker who was breaking it down on Twitter. Forgive me. He said, it looks like an issue with his plant foot or something. It wasn't on. Okay. It wasn't on the holder. It wasn't on the snap. It wasn't. It was on Cade. Yeah. It wasn't touched. It was on Cade. That's kind of what I feared. And he, Um, to be fair, I, he, he wore that immediately. Like he couldn't even go back and look at the, uh, like prefer or it was, he was in hell the rest of the game. He made the other kicks. Thank God. But Yeah. Uh he's like right now, I heard looked like 31st in the league and kicking. Uh, uh yeah. Also wait. Not word. Again, really not word. But if it comes uh. down to uh, you know a chip shot for a win and he blows it, that's we gotta start having a conversation. But hey, we're staying positive here.
1: Yeah week and also Kevin, I think it's more reason to fire prefer, the K prefer. Combo Let's, doesn't work
0: we'll get it down yeah i prefer to go be way before k did obviously yeah um hey a couple more things though to cap off uh just a much better 11 game performance than we any of us would have thought or expected from jacoby he got to beat his original mentor tom brady can't say enough about T- jacoby and just the absolute definition of a professional leader People want to play for that dude. You heard in the press conferences today after the game. Could not be more, uh you know, grateful for what he, you know, came out and did these eleven games because I know we're. I don't even know what are we. Five and seven. What are we? Four and seven. Four and seven. Excuse me. Um, I almost said five and seven. That's my bad. Getting ahead of myself here. We're four and seven. Yeah, the record blows, but we've seen. There's a few times this season where, you know, after a couple of those games, you were like, man, this is about to get worse. So, hey, could have been two and nine and it probably wouldn't have surprised us would have been like we should have had those expectations coming in. We're not much better at four, but truly uh, got a lot more than we thought we'd get out of him. And love that Chubb got to run in that game winner.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, that was
0: no quit. I just love it. That was there was no quit.
1: There was no quit. Uh, hey, dude, the, I, th- we haven't given the defense enough love. That was, that terrible. was miles. Biggest
0: quarter, biggest half,
1: biggest fourth, I mean,
0: quarter. biggest game. But yeah, we talked to two and he gets a lot of shit for not closing out games, not stepping up in big moments. You know, he's the 20, $25 million man, you know, one of the best blah, blah, blah. And he showed up, oh, played his ass off.
1: not to pat myself on the back for a tweet, Kevin, because you know, people are like I tweeted this back and I'm doing that right now. Uh, Brady's last time on the field, likely in his career, highly, highly likely in his career in Cleveland, in Cleveland against the Browns was a sack by miles Garrett. Amazing. That's a poster. That's, and he had two. Oh God. That was so good by Garrett. Thank you, Uh, Mr. Garrett. Thank you. Defense. Uh, Thank you. Joe Woods. Kind of, I don't know if I want you coming back, but
0: Thank you for doing well that game, hey, maybe. We have six games. These last six games like that. We can have a different conversation there. But as we close the chapter, close the book on that part of the season, these last six games what we've been waiting for, for, what, I don't know, eight months, if you look back and, and in hindsight, Deshaun Watson is now QB1 of the Cleveland Browns. The suspension is over. He's back at practice as QB1 this week. His press conference today, I thought was, was fine. Um, I know people want him to really dig into all the other personal shit and whatnot, and maybe that will come at some time, but today we finally got to talk about football and hear him talk about football and we are full steam ahead to go to Houston this Sunday, his first game back in 700 some days is at his old house in Houston. What are your expectations? What are your thoughts? And what do you want to see to be happy on Sunday? Uh, besides
1: a win. Besides a win, oh,
0: a win would be... Or that's actually fine. A win, if that's... Nothing wrong with just saying I want to fucking win the game. I really want to win... uh,
1: The best thing that either of us could see, any of us could see, would be Deshaun Watson absolutely balling, looking sharp, putting up sweet numbers, like three touchdowns, no picks, and the Browns win... That would be awesome. It's very possible, very plausible that he's got some rust that hopefully he can work through. Uh, I hope that if there's rust, that there's patience um, with the fan base, which there should be. Oh, yeah. we're, we're real room. patient in Cleveland. <laughs> I know. And there's with this damn civil war online, there's going to be so many people just chomping at the bits irrationally just being like, ah, see, I told you so like, oh, Smith, I, don't a, I don't think it's going
0: to be, I don't think it's going to be that loud. I'm not, I don't expect that to even happen. First of all, to, like, I hope, I hope that. we don't
1: have to see but it. Happen. I just,
0: I don't think, cause like I said before, how many times we've been anticipating a new quarterback coming to Cleveland we're talking about it, whether it's a draft pick or a signee, whatever. And it's always the, what if, cause we'd have never seen him. We've seen Deshaun. Deshaun's been in the league for several years, playing at a very high level. One of the best in the league. We know what this guy can do. So it's not like a please, God, be good. It's how dude, quick can he get back to shape? Dude, take that
1: back. I think there is a very much a please, God, be good. 700 days off, that's a lot. I'm not going to what, but he's proven that he is. Yes, yes, yes. An he, all pro we know pro- is what yeah. he can do. I couldn't agree more. And the Browns have signed all pro defensive players in free agency. Oh, I thought
0: you they've signed all pro quarterbacks before. I was like, no,
1: they, they've signed all pro. Guys that have performed elsewhere and then just suck. There's a lot of reasons that Watson could come back at a lower, a much lower point of play. That that's likely. I'm actually I I can't decide if I'm happy or like annoyed that he's coming back against Houston. Happy in that it's Houston and they are the worst
0: team in the league. Knock on wood. Can you imagine the level of butt puck of in Cleveland? The level of puck, pucker. Butt puck. Yes, not nervousness. Relax, relax. Yes. If we were playing literally any other team but Houston this weekend. Well, I. If we had to play like the Bills or Mahomes with his first game back, like this would be. The
1: Bills or Mahomes would be annoying, but this is also like there is a higher risk in that. What if it is? It will be Houston's most motivated game to win. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, if we want to look at like the most classic LOL Browns Higher headline risk. of all time, dude, the risk. risk is through the roof, and the
0: we're not the, going there. Let's not do it.
1: Why you're, you're asking? I'm like, can we talk that into not happening? You no, know? no, no. And I,
0: that's why I am. I'm yes. I need to stop.
1: We need it's to stop saying that there is that. nothing that can go wrong on Sunday. No, no, team, no, 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 no.
0: Hell no. Yeah. I'm expecting a quarter, maybe a half to get the rust. If there is any rust, because even today the reporters were asking him at the press conference, like, so what kind of you know, what, what kind of rust are you thinking here? He's like, I don't know if there's gonna be rust. There I might hope. not be. There might I mean he's like, I don't know yet. I've never, I've never not played for this long before. He doesn't seem too worried about it. He's been working his ass off with his QB coach every single day. I cannot wait to see this guy in this offense with the best O-line he's ever had, with the best running backs he's ever had, um, with one of the better receivers he's ever had, Amari Cooper. First of all, quick shout-out to Amari Cooper. He dropped that pass in the game against Tampa, and people were booing him. Are you kidding me? One of the few bright spots we've had this year, but then he came back, made up for it. That guy plays his ass off. He is the professional of all professionals, one of the best route runners if not the best route runner in the league anyway, but just to give him some love because he deserves that so much. Um, I can't wait to see what him and Amari do. I can't wait to see what, because people were saying back in training camp and you know, when he was still practicing Schwartz was one of his favorite targets in practice. Like they, it was noticeable how he threw it to short Schwartz quite a bit. Not obviously that's not Schwartz is not going to be the focus of the game plan maybe ever, but Maybe we'll see what that brings out of him now and just a lot of other players. We don't know. It's gonna be so much fun. The options and the headaches this now throws at defenses where you don't have to just look at Chubb or just look at Amari. Um it, it just I we've never had the dynamic offense that this is on paper. Has the potential for. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm being fair. I'm not jinxing anything yeah. that we're gonna have here starting this Sunday at 1 p.m. in Houston. And I'm gonna be Completely honest, uh, the last few days, I've been refreshing and looking at same-day flights in and out and tickets, because tickets are super cheap to the game, and, you know, Chicago to Houston, Houston. is a very cheap flight, because it's United. How much to was up. the flight? Uh, round trip to do, like, a 7 a.m., and then, you know, 7 p.m., like, right back that day was, like, 3.50, maybe? Yeah. We'll talk offline. There's there's maybe a, a glimmer of hope here. Either way, we just also found out that we're going back to play there again next year. Um, Again. But I'm excited. It's Friday. If you listen to this day, it comes out. Everyone, it, it, we've been talking about this for months and months and months. Let's get the show on the road. Let's get this thing started. Um, Final thought on Sean yes. before the interview
1: that I think is something that's been really giving me a lot of positive vibes for him outside of what we've seen. One of his old like coaches or assistant coaches have just said that this guy is an absolute football junkie, like not just playing, Probably but like Coach
0: Avery. Yeah, Coach yeah.
1: just studies films nonstop, like loves it, craves it. Like I-, I love playing video games; it's something I do in my free time. Deshaun Watson does films for that, and hopefully, he's going to need that mentality. And I just hope, I just hope that Browns win a Super Bowl before we die of natural causes, Kevin.
0: And I'm just going to repeat this part again. First of all, he said in his press conference today, if you haven't watched these press conferences, go to the, the Browns YouTube channel, see Deshaun, see Cooper, see everyone. There's some really great press conferences from this past few days. Um, Deshaun said he was watching tape of all the receivers, even when they were playing at different teams. So he's like, I wanted to make sure that like I understood who I was throwing to and all their tendencies. And so I guess O'Shea was just sending him cuts of all the receivers from last year, different teams, whatever. So you're right. The dude is a thousand percent a football junkie and God, we've just never had a quarterback of his talent. We're not going to start jinxing or get ahead of ourselves too much before we do that, getting ahead of ourselves in general. head on over to our interview, very special guest this week, our friend Crenshaw, who is one of the three hosts of the Texans fan battle podcast, the number one Houston Texans podcast. It was great to hear from someone that lives in Houston, Houston Texans fan podcaster. We haven't had anyone on from Houston or from that fan base at all during this whole thing. Um, he gives us a really good background and info on everything going on down there. Not talking about any of the, the legal or off-the-field stuff. Strictly sticking to football and what Houston is, really what the vibe is down there for this week. So without further ado, Raleigh, any final thoughts before we jump over? Um, No, we covered a shit ton of shot. Thoughts. Oh, uh, one <laughs> more thing, though. Hang on. I got to pull it up. It's right here in front of me. Uh, We got the, just for Spotify, the platform Spotify, we were in the top 15% most shared podcast globally of all categories this year. And and we were listened to in 21 different countries, the top five U S Netherlands, Canada, UK, Australia. So before we switch over and we'll do this many times again this year, just want to give a big shout out to everyone who tunes in and listens to us. Just talk to ourselves every week. Um, it's been our fourth season. We love doing this. It's very therapeutic. We do it just for straight up fun. Uh, it's fortunately been able to be or see some some much greater success uh, as, you know, every new year comes on and couldn't be more thankful for the folks that listen and mess around with us on social media about it. God damn it. That was really well said. And now I got to go
1: to and I'm happy to go to in regards to that one thankful for literally everyone that takes the time to listen to us shoot the shit hopefully it resonates with you guys um obviously if you're listening at this point of 23 minutes of uh bullshit season four shout out us Mm -hmm. yeah it probably does resonate i there's something that holds a special place in my heart and that is literally international browns fans why absolutely why they chose this team and they ride or die with this team i'm like i'll never truly understand but i appreciate it and i love and i've also found that they are like the absolute best fans like the best and i love you guys. "Forten schneiden." Now nah, that doesn't really mean anything in our so,
0: language but we're going to hop the interview before that and also one more shout out to our especially on the holiday season uh our active duty and veteran military folks. We have a good uh, you know, Raleigh and I have been our family. I know a lot of folks out there listening are in the military because we hear from you guys a lot and it, it definitely means a lot. Uh, we couldn't do a podcast without the military past, present and future. It's very simple. Um, anyway, thanks again to everyone. Happy holidays. We're going to have some really fun things coming up here in December. I promise you that announcement's coming soon. Let's get over this interview and talk about the Houston Texans game. And we'll see you on Friday. Well, that's not, nah, you know, what's today? Friday, There will be a pregame episode this week, either today or Saturday. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, we now welcome on a very special guest to the Dogs of War podcast coming at us live from Houston, Texas, our friend Crenshaw. He is the co-host of the number one Houston Texans podcast, the Texans Fan Battle podcast. Crenshaw, sir, how are we doing? And thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you, guys. I'm doing pretty good. How is it where you guys at?
0: Uh, in terms of where him and I both live in Chicago, not together, uh, it's like 40 below right now, uh, in Cleveland, people are, uh, people have been looking forward to this week for a very, very long time.
2: I bet. I bet.
0: Hey, uh, I want to hear first about, uh, I I know you're one of the three hosts of the Texans fan battle podcast, but you guys have a whole bunch of stuff going on. You got a website. I see, you know, all different kinds of channels. Talk to us about the podcast and that operation you guys got going on over there.
2: Okay. Well, we started the podcast. Um, myself and uh, Matthew Bridge started last year. We um, you know we was on Twitter just talking, and um, he seen you know my takes, and he reached out to me. At first, I didn't want to do it. I was like, ah, I don't know, but I ended up doing it, and it's been a success. We have so many great guests from from rappers to everybody that's on our local radios and. We didn't have a congressman. We didn't just we just really been took off, and then we added a, a new guy, Mr. Brown, Chubby Bear, VT, and this guy is great with the writing, and he's just a wonderful guy. And it's been a fun experience, man. I, I love it. I mean, I, like I look forward to it weekly. I look forward to it daily when we testing each other. So it's just a great experience. No,
0: but have you awesome. had Busby on yet?
2: <laughs> no, we, well, actually, um, <laughs> actually. Um, um, on our sister um, podcast, the AFC South Battle, we had a guy that was actually asked Busby one of the questions when he was um, Q and A. He was doing Q and A. One of the guys asked Busby a question, so that was interesting right there.
0: Yeah, he came right up in the news again this week, right on schedule. I mean, mm-hmm. if it was, if it's one thing that guy knows is how to play the media and how to play the PR game. Um, so let's get let's get right into that. I think, and again, we we've all talked offline off the mic before this. We're not getting into any of the the old stuff. Um, it's a new season for us here in Cleveland moving forward. We haven't talked to anybody from Houston on this podcast yet. Um, what is the general vibe down there? Are people like, God, I just want to get this game over with. The hell with this guy. Are people like us, we're going to go and just boo him every time? Like, what is the vibe in age time right now?
2: All right. The vibe from the fans, it's a mitts because it's still a lot of the shine, Well. I called him by his government name, Derek Deshaun Watson fans. <laughs> and I didn't know, know that a, was his name. I didn't know that yeah, was his that, name. So, yeah, right. yeah, that's his government name. And he has a <laughs> lot of fans. And those guys are saying he's going to go out there, he's going to smell blood, he's going to have the game of his life. Then you got the fans that say stupid things like, I hope he gets hurt. And to me, that that's dumb. I, I, I know you can wish bad, but don't wish bad for an injury. Just wish bad to have a bad game. But it's it just a mixed crowd. It's just a mixed crowd. Like, this guy is, is when he left, he took a lot of fan base with him. Our attendance has been down. Um, it's been divide and conquer on Twitter between fans. You know, people actually want to go to blows, like, real blows because of what happened between the organization and this guy. And it's very sad, man, because we used to be a great fan base, but now it's it's so toxic Sometimes you don't want to just look at the stuff because it's just so toxic between fans and media, and then the Deshaun the fans—they're they're not Texans fans; they just Deshaun the fans. Those fans as well. So it's it's very bad, man. Is it more? Is the
0: vibe like that? Are people split because how Houston also settled with some of those women and were you know seen as responsible for for some of these allegations and transgressions, or is it because his talent? And how you just lost such a such a great
2: quarterback because of all of this nonsense. I think it's more of his talent. They just we never had a quarterback of his caliber ever. You know, we've been existing 21 years, and we never had a quarterback of his caliber. So to find that guy is very hard. And you guys know because you gave him 230 mil guarantee. And we might never find a quarterback like him. So that's the reason why people is really like, Golly, man, like, why could we just get it right? Yeah, uh, Bill O'Brien did a lot of crazy things, trading away the um, Hopkins and everything, but still, I I wish he was still here. I, I don't wish bad on him. I'm not going to cheer for him on Sunday, but I wish he was still my quarterback.
0: Uh, that was my favorite hard knocks ever, I think, by the way, the Bill O'Brien Texans year. When, uh, <laughs> why am I blanking? What's his name came out in the overall shorts and the boots onto the practice field, old Patriots lineman that went to the uh, text. Vince, Vince Wolford legend, legend. Yeah. Unreal. So you guys last year had Davis Mills as your quarterback. You guys were, I'd say fairly confident, at least from what I saw from reading the tea leaves. And then you guys came into the season with him as your quarterback as well to see what you have there. Then you guys also brought in Lovey Smith, former Chicago bears head coach, university, of Illinois head coach. What were the expectations like coming in this year? Did you guys see Lovey Smith as, hey, maybe this is our guy for the next several years, or was Lovey always seen as kind of just that that bridge coach to the next, you know, quarterback of your your franchise?
2: With Lovey, me myself, I thought we was gonna do better under Lovey Smith. I I think Lovey's doing an okay job. It's just the OC Pep Hamilton. That's the one that's really messing things up. And Davis Mills, he progressed this year. I thought he was going to take a leap. thought we'd maybe win about six games. But I didn't think it was going to be, you know, 1-9-1 and one right now. Uh, do I want a change in scenery with Coach? Yes. I know that would be back-to-back, one-and-dones. One but we need to hire uh, – we need to have a forever coach, not a placeholder. And I think level was just a placeholder. David Cully last year was a placeholder. We need to get one of these young guys, these young um OCs. Get him. I'm on the Bryce Young train. I want Bryce Young as my quarterback. I'm 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 done with Davis Mills. A, a lot of guys still ride with him, but I don't see I don't see him being better than what he is right now. You know, you give me some Bryce Young, get another ride receiver, give me a, a, a great offensive coach, and let's ride next year.
0: In terms of being a one nine and one team, this is just the podcast to be on because boy, do we know that record more than probably exactly. anyone else in the league. Um, so now we got Kyle Allen stepping in playing quarterback last week. I believe it was his first game of the season. Obviously, playing this Sunday against us down in Houston. He had a phenomenal quote today at his press conference when asked about uh, what he said to his former teammate, Miles Garrett, and which he replied, <laughs> Please be nice to me. Uh, is Kyle Allen just, we're going to see what we have here as well. Um, and then you know, just kind of another one of these stop gaps till we get to the draft, or, or
2: what do we got here in Kyle Allen? I mean, Kyle Allen and Davis Mills, same guy to me. I I don't. They should have just kept Davis Mills playing. I don't. I mean, you know what Kyle Allen gives you, but maybe that was pressure from you know the people up above say, hey, just make this move. Um, or maybe they was giving Kyle Allen. One game to get the rust off since last time we played against Kyle Allen, he beat Derek Deshaun Watson when he was with Carolina. So maybe that's the reason why he's the quarterback right now as well. But uh, I don't see neither one of those guys on the team next year. We need to just get something better. Like me personally, they should have got Gardner Minshew. He could have been a great quarterback to play for us this year. and I think we would have won more games with him.
1: The most Browns thing that would happen – to me or this podcast would be asking if they're embracing the tank and then just getting our asses kicked.
2: Hey, well, you know this man. Uh, this is the one game everybody wants to win, but I mean, I don't mind. Long, like really, I just I read it for Nick Chubb to run for two hundred plus on us, or <laughs> you got or you guys defense. You know, get some pick setters I I don't want Derek Deshaun Watson to have a three-touchdown, zero-interception game. I do not want that like that. But, you, but you're right, though, because now how was it down there in Cleveland when you guys – y'all won one game in two years, correct?
0: Oh, yeah, the one in 31 is something we'll never forget.
2: Yeah, like how was the vibe down there? Honestly, they came out and
0: they played. like it. There's been some points the last couple of years where I'd say the vibe was lower. Uh, because expe- expectations were so much higher than we've had during those years like we knew we were gonna suck. we were supposed to suck. but the dudes came out and they still played. um so I guess the vibe wasn't the world is falling. I mean it sucked. it absolutely sucked, but we knew that there or we believe that there was some kind of plan in place, you know to get us back up to to where we want to be. So it was kind of all over the place. but when you have a
1: stockpile of draft picks lined up, like following the one in fifteen year, we had three first-round picks, which is where we got Garrett and uh, Najoku and I think Jabril Peppers was the other one. So it's like you have that optimism, which it can really only carry you so far. But going from one and six, one in fifteen to zero and sixteen, there was a huge kick in the figurative ass, emotional ass that following season. But then it's like, okay, we're still here. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, it's just brutal, but you just have to have like hope that they're going to, like Kevin said, have a game plan, but who knows? I mean, there's been, I don't know if I agree with it, but a lot of people like this year when we, the talk was, oh, we're decent quarterback away from being a contender. And we had a very decent quarterback in, um, Jacoby Brissett And we were three and seven going into last week's game, so that was like, God, does Deshaun Watson play defense? Like going through all this stuff. So
0: who knows? Just typical Browns. Typical Browns. And it's also really
1: just hoping we win out. Honestly.
0: Yeah, that's a whole other thing right there. But in Cleveland, we went one and fifteen, and then we all said, "There's no way in hell this could get any worse." And sure enough, because it's Cleveland, the next season we went 0-16. So that can only happen in Cleveland, I assure you of that. That's why I said you couldn't be on a better podcast being 1-9-1. Speaking of a plan moving forward, and I know we're talking about the draft and you guys, you know, your quarterback of the future, hopefully the one coming out of Alabama here. Do you guys have or what are some of the bright spots or building blocks on this roster that you guys would hope to then carry over and try to build around? Do you guys have like a core on either side of the ball that you're going to be counting on and looking to keep around for a while?
2: Well, you know, our fan base overrate a lot of our players and me, I don't do that. So to be honest, I don't think we don't have a single player you could build around. Uh, now, you ask another Texans fan, they'll say Pierce, Stingley, Petrie. But these guys are rookies. I've seen a rookie play good, and then the next year he falls off. So I got to see more of that. And then for as our younger veterans, I mean, like Titus Howard, you know, to me, he, he's okay. He's replaceable. So right now, we don't have anybody. I mean, we have gotten 50 new guys on this roster in the last year and a half. And I think it's going to be another – 30 is going to, you know, add next year. So that's the thing. We haven't hit on our draft picks like we should have. I mean, the guys last year, they showed promise. Then it came in this year. They all regress. All Every single guy from last year draft regressed. Now you, now you got guys getting DMPs right now, healthy DMP. That's not good. So we got to do better at drafting. And the GM we have Nick um, Casario, they say he's great at drafting. I mean, I don't see it right now, but you know, that's just me. That just crenshaw how I see it.
0: So but you're then, not gonna build around, you're not gonna build around Rex Burkhead, one of the best running backs of all time.
2: I, I don't know why Rex Burkhead is on his team. <laughs> I, I just don't get it. You have guys <laughs> on a practice squad, you got the third string running back that's really, really young. Give those guys his carries, you give those guys his third down catches. I don't know why they keep giving the ball to Rex Burkhead. I just don't get it. I understand. He's an ass New England guy, but come on now. Like, let it go. You got a couple,
0: speaking of, I guess, younger veterans. Well, Kirky's not that not that young anymore. A couple ex-Browns, couple former crowd favorites on the Texans, MJ Stewart and Christian Kirksey. Are they making any kind of impact down there? We were big. MJ Stewart and Kirkko are, are they got a lot of fans in Cleveland. What about Eric Murray? Yeah, he was with us for 2019. That's right.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, Eric Murray, he's a. It was a terrible pickup. We paid him too much money. Um, MJ Stewart, I mean, he's mostly special teams. Um, he got some burn last game, so I can't really tell you how he's been because it's mostly special teams. But our special teams is the best on the team, so I can say I guess he's doing good. And um, uh, you said Kersey, right?
0: Kirksey, yeah. I got yeah, an autographed helmet of his right next to me right here.
2: Yeah, he's been solid. He, he's been solid. Um, He's not the, he's not the fastest of linebackers, but he's, he can tackle. But he only can tackle because our defensive line can't tackle. So somebody got to tackle. Somebody, <laughs> you know. But uh, he's been solid. But we still upgrade over all three of them, you know, going into next year.
0: Yeah, I, we can uh, definitely relate to a D-line not tackling that well. But I got to imagine in the situation Houston's in, and I mean, he was in it in Cleveland, you know, having a, that veteran leader out there. That's because, I mean, he's a dog. Like, that guy's going to go out there and play hard every time. Um, but I'm glad to see that he's not. I know he was injured for a while, and I'm glad to see he's still getting some run down there. What do we think of prediction-wise here, gentlemen, for Sunday? Because I got mine, and I think it's going to surprise a
2: lot of people, score-wise. I'm going. I'm going 33 to 10 Browns.
0: Huh. Very generous. Raleigh. I don't think we've ever had
1: that type of a prediction made by a guest in our favor. So I don't like that. <laughs> Never. I don't. I'll, I'll go. I'm going to go. I'm going to counter it. Uh, 34, 17 Houston.
0: <laughs> See, I, if that happens, we got there's a lot of a, problems. That was No, no, I get it. I get it. I know. I know. Okay. No. You're fine. I appreciate that. A lot has been being said about, oh, Deshaun hasn't played in 700 days. He's not gel- He's not going to gel. He's going to take a few series or maybe a game or two. I don't think the first couple – I I mean, hey, I'm wrong a lot. I think the first couple series will be a little rough, but I still got to think that it's going to take a little while to start gelling. Like, yeah, we've seen his greatness. He's a phenomenal quarterback, but you don't just mm-hmm. jump in and just start taking off and, and beat Tom Brady. I could see something like – uh like 13 or 14 to six Cleveland. Um, just because I think, it, you know, I'm not, it's not going to be a blowout either way, but I just think it's going to take a little time, a few series and at least the game to really start coming out here. And then being able to say, Oh, we can, you know, 24 to 10 or, or whatever it may be. So we'll see what happens on Sunday, but at the very least, how about no injuries on both sides? Hey? Eh?
2: Yeah. 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 Spe- yeah. Especially for the shine. Like, you know, don't, don't try to press it. You, know, you don't want to soft, Tissue injury coming back like that. I'm trying to press that too. Yeah, too. That that's that's one thing that's concerning concerning me. And he like so he's not on my team anymore. It's a soft tissue injury. But let me ask you guys about um about him for 230 guarantee. What are your expectations for him?
1: My kind of thought is they gave up the draft capital, meaning we're all in, right? Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, I'm actually i think the right move was giving him that massive amount of guaranteed money it's like one way or another we are tied to him and at the very least with all the things that he has going on i love the fact that he doesn't have to worry about money like that will not be an added pressure to his uh mentality also it kind of reset the quarterback market and it almost equalized the playing field or the battlefield, if that makes sense, where you have guys like Lamar Jackson who are still not signed because he wants his money. So I I almost think that, yeah, I I absolutely think that the draft capital given up is the bigger question mark. Since the draft capital has been given up, you might as well pay them if they're willing to pay it, that makes sense.
0: My expectations are... I, you know t- t- maybe take a game or two to get back but you're getting paid 230 we know what you can do you're a very very gifted athlete a phenomenal quarterback top 10 are we top five um when healthy when playing these these last six games of the year I, they're going to be seen as just kind of that him getting to know the team team getting to know him whatever it may be so i'll give him that but no more excuses coming in. I mean, that, you, we have finally have a franchise quarterback. Never had one of those in Cleveland. So mm-hmm. moving forward, these six games kind of going to be whatever. I mean, obviously I hope for the best. I hope that we, you know, make something happen here, but especially after the season, when he comes in as his first full season, you are a franchise quarterback. You're the most, you know, you're the highest paid quarterback ever in terms of guaranteed money. Um, there, there are no more excuses for, for this organization for, for him. not that he's ever had to make any excuses in terms of his playing. Um, so my expectations are, Franchise quarterback in every aspect of that definition.
2: Okay, so, but, like, it, does he have to win a Super Bowl to justify that? Oh, players?
0: I gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. I think if. Well, at least get to the Super Bowl. When these five years are up, if we don't, an absolute disaster would be not even getting to an AFC championship game. I think that is the absolute bare minimum. And I'm probably going to get killed for saying that because I think what everyone should say, what I really, what it's going to be really is Super Bowl or bust, right? That's going to be everyone's Mm -hmm. thing moving forward. But I think it's going to be an absolute abysmal, that same old Browns quote unquote. If we don't even get start competing for AFC championships year in and year out, that has got to be the bar.
1: The expectation is you get your ass in the playoffs every year. Like to go from like zero to Super Bowl. I don't see that as like a
0: real Over five years.
1: Like, all all of the great, like the Chiefs, been there twice. I think year one, when Mahomes was balling out, like, he still lost a break. You can get to the playoffs with one of the best records in the NFL and still run into Hall of Famers that put you on. You know, we run into Mahomes and get smoked or whatever it is. Like, that happens to teams. But you have to get back... To that position every year. Like just have numerous winning records. That's that's what I'm gonna ask for.
0: We gotta be in the conversation every year. If, if that's a failure, if not. I'm not gonna say, you know, we have to win five Super Bowls in a row. we got to be in the conversation, gotta be competitive. Like that's all we want is just consistent performance in Cleveland, because we've never had it. we've never had a real franchise quarterback since Bernie Kosar. That's all we want. Um I think it's gonna be uh A very pleasant surprise for a majority of Cleveland fans who have really never seen him play, you know, a full game before. Um, I think people are in for, for a nice little treat. uh, Once the rust, if there's any comes off and and he starts playing here. Um, But yeah, those are good questions. We actually haven't ever talked about that, Raleigh. What is, you know, our definition of success or failure of these next five years. So it's a good topic. Um, Once again, Crenshaw, sir, thank you for joining us very much, coming at us live from Houston. I'm going to have all the contact info for him and his podcast in the description of this episode. Boys, it's going to be a a wild few days here, Uh, and Sunday should be just a a whole spectacle for about a billion different reasons, many of which we intentionally didn't even talk about here today. Um, Crenshaw, thank you, sir, again. Love to do it again sometime. You know, next time uh, when it's Houston Browns in the playoffs. Well, uh,
2: we we do play, y'all, again next year in Houston. So
0: We're going back to Houston again next yep, year?
2: going back to Houston again next year. Yep.
0: Uh, it's just like that Denver all over again, Raleigh. <laughs> we played like four have years we in a played row.
1: you guys four? Yeah, it is four years in a row. Um, all probably should have asked this earlier, but do you think that this will be a game that the Texans are the most motivated to win?
2: Yes. I think they're going to be the most the, – I think this is the game is gonna be, you're going to see – you're gonna see, like, is this the same Texans team? Like, hold on, where did where did this come from? I, I think they're gonna have that. I think, I, well, I hope they have that. I hope they have that because right now I think guys might be booking their vacation to Cabo already. So just hopefully they can hold out one more week and be motivated, and then after that just you know keep tanking.
1: And it's also like, guys, if we beat the Browns this week, we're probably still gonna have the first overall pick, and we improve the pick we get from the Browns.
2: Exactly, exactly. Right now, it's it's pick number 10. You know, you beat you guys and a couple of teams lose, go up to seven or six, and we'll still be number one. So it's a
0: win-win. <laughs> hey, Raleigh, quit with the bulletin board material, will you? You're on our so side. He's
1: already right? got the bulletin board material. <laughs> I'm just trying to get myself emotionally set for it. I'm like, like, I was talking to a good friend who was like, yeah, I mean, the Browns are going to beat the Texans. I'm like, don't ever say that this team is automatic win. With whoever it is we're playing. We've, we've lost in the Jets the past two years in a row. Fucking idiots.
2: Excuse my language. Yeah, but on that note, this was good this year, though. Last year, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The Jets, true. jets ended
1: up. Yeah, yes the Jets. Nice. I'm actually rooting hard for them.
0: Thanks again, sir, for joining us. We'll have all the info in the description. Uh, Crenshaw is a great follow on Twitter. Also has maybe one of the best Twitter header images I've ever seen in my life um, <laughs> with the cars and with Houston. That's just phenomenal. Uh, for for Crenshaw, for Raleigh, for myself. Thank you for listening to Dogs War podcast and good night, Cleveland.